Hello and welcome back to Young Nostalgia, the podcast that takes a trip down memory lane from two guys that never lived it. I'm Nolan, and as always, Ben is beside me. How many miles away are you now? I think I think you're still the same as last, uh, well, two weeks ago now. <laughs> yeah, about 800 miles. I don't think, uh, <laughs> as far as I know, I don't think, you know, it's, I don't think we have any sort of Pangea breaking up kind of going on here. Um, That's true. But who knows? Well, good thing we're on a flat Earth, so it's just a straight line. <laughs> yeah, if I look, you know, if I, you know, go to the second floor of the house here, I can uh, maybe see you from here. <laughs> yeah, on a clear day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us uh, for fifty amazing episodes. This is episode fifty-one, conspiracy theories round three. So we apologize in advance for being so late and delayed. It has been a whirlwind of life. Between Ben and I, no, that does not mean we have any kids together. Oh boy! But yeah, it has nope. just been a war- <laughs> nope. <Mm-mm. laughs> are you trying? Are you trying to say you're not ready for that that commitment, Ben? Every time this comes up, you know what happens to our relationship. What? I don't know. We just get into a fight. Oh, oh, geez. Okay, I I, totally I want didn't I want see kids. Going I with. want kids. Ben doesn't want kids. <laughs> <laughs> That went straight. There you, <laughs> I got it now, but that went straight over my head. I had no idea what was going on. I know it did. <laughs> uh, that was good. That was good. You got me. How you doing, big guy? <laughs> oh, it's been super ultra crazy busy. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, I mean, I tell you, I tell you what. We've been talking, just doing show prep and getting ready for the show for what, maybe less than an hour, and we've had so many laughs, so many quotes of Spaceballs, Blazing Saddles, everything in between. <laughs> it's been a good time, and honestly, man, we haven't talked in a couple of weeks, but I miss the crap out of you. It's good to be back. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think, I don't think we've actually talked since last show. I know, and and that was with Kyle too. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I mean, it, it's going to be, you know, just over, actually almost two months to this day, I'll be back home um, and hopefully getting together with you guys to record multiple episodes of Young Nostalgia, spanning everything from retro video games to just nonsense. We could even um, do a quick little Young Nostalgia of the new Solo movie, since we haven't Ooh, seen that all together. You beat me that to would it. Be you cool. beat me to it. I was going to say it, but you beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I well, actually just watched it uh, night before last, I think. It was literally two nights ago. Yeah, yeah, Monday. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, okay, we're Mr. Star Wars people here, and I just now watched it, whatever. Um, You know, but at least I did watch it. Like, yes, unlike somebody else. Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> Damn it, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's who I was talking about. <laughs> Oh man, it's so good to be back. Um, you know, it's it's been a whirlwind for me as well. Uh, I know both of us have been working overtime, uh, and you know it's kind of added up. And then you know my part time gig on the radio, and you know everything just kind of lines up where it's you know Ben doesn't get home until seven 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 thirty his time. That's six thirty my time. But by the time I get off and whatever <laughs> seven thirty, I still have to eat. Seven thirty is an early night, man. <laughs> Jeez, you've been working like a horse. Yeah, well, it's I pretty much been going in at eight, and I've not been getting home between eight and nine o'clock every night. Gosh, I give you props. Seven man. days a week, I definitely give you props. Wow, 
Breaking in that money, though. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't have any time to spend it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, never mind. I'm, I'm just not going to go there. Anyway, conspiracy <laughs> theories, round three. So uh, we, we tapped into two major conspiracy theories in um, our current world, or maybe extraterrestrial world. Wink, wink. <laughs> and then also one to kind of lighten the humor a little bit, just like we are here on Young Nostalgia. We always like to have a tongue-in-cheek attitude um, and a little bit of chuckles at the end of a show. Whether it be somebody passed away or not, we tend to... Uh, you know what? Even if uh, Richard Nixon comes in, we usually have a good laugh. Oh, you but know what? Richard consp- Nixon, <laughs> it's been a while since we've talked about either Clinton or Nixon. I know. What are we doing? So I think... I don't know. Next episode, it should be just about them and analyzing everything about their presidencies. <laughs> we could have a lot of fun with that. Maybe not as much Nixon, but definitely could have quite a bit of fun with Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Man. Uh, okay. So the three conspiracy theories we're looking at today, aliens are contacting us, chemtrails from airplanes, and we're going to round it out with shark spies. <laughs> Says a, it's a, has a little bit of ambiguity, but we'll get into it uh, in about 15 to 20 minutes. So why don't we just jump right in, have some laughs, and see if we can't debunk some of these conspiracy theories by just saying this sounds outrageous. So you can kick it off, Ben, if you'd like, about aliens are contacting us. Fantastic. This is everything from UFOs to government conspiracies of suppressing evidence, what have you. Okay, so kind of a little bit of background on this uh global and national governments are suppressing evidence of extraterrestrial unidentified flying objects and alien visitors such conspiracy theories commonly argue that earth governments especially the government of the united states are in communication and or cooperation with extraterrestrials despite public claims i like how okay um so we kind of show prepped really fast for this ultra and almost almost taken straight from wikipedia but i, I the, the best thing is is quote unquote such conspiracy theories commonly argue that earth governments it's not just <laughs> governments that we we specifically say earth like there are other governments on mars and the moon well and, all right <laughs> riddle me this nolan <coughs> okay do batman you, do, do the do the alien governments are they suppressing the fact that they're contacting us Well, we don't know because our governments are... It's like a vicious cycle here. It is. It really is. (laughs) Uh, I I don't even know where to go from there. That was actually really well. That was well played, sir. Stumped you. That doesn't happen very often. No, you do. Well, actually, that happens quite a bit. If you guys ever know me, I'm kind of a gullible freak. All right, moving on a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Among these are the mis- <clears throat> among these are mysteries like the alleged 1947 crash of a flying saucer in Roswell, New Mexico, where government cover-ups allegedly occurred shortly after the crash, and that is, of course, referring to uh, Area 51. At pretty much everyone out there has heard of Area 51. Um. Area 51 was, of course, a top-secret military base where experimental research is carried out, uh, which pretty much just 
gives more evidence um, <clears throat> to it gives more material for the conspiracy theorists out there. Um, it's it's the whole the the secrecy that surrounds Area Fifty One is it just adds fuel to the flames uh, of the rumors that are that studies are actually uh, on. Excuse me. Holy cow. Um, that studies are actually on aliens and their technology, not necessarily just development of our own craft. Um, you know, it's it's a lot easier right. to make conspiracies up about something that's, you know, no one knows anything about anyway. Oh, yeah, you know? for sure. And especially it being in such a desolate place in the middle of the desert, you know, like top secret security clearance to even know where it's at to go in and anything like that. Um, and you know what? I don't know if you've heard much about the Wright-Patterson Air Force oh, Base, yeah. but apparently that has also come up uh, with sayings of you know aliens possibly being held there as well because that's a huge kind of bunker, top-secret base as well where a lot of behind-the-scenes work gets done. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> that's something that not a lot of people are aware of. Um, the, the theories about Wright-Patterson, um, and th- including me, I don't know, I don't know very much about it anyway, it's just something that's kind of glossed over a little bit, it doesn't have the notoriety that Roswell and Area 51 have, um, but, you know, me listening to Coast to Coast and other things like that, um, Definitely, I've I've definitely heard of it, but I just you know it's just like everybody else don't really know as much about it. As far as I know, it's something relatively um, similar to the Area Fifty One, where it's you know the the secrecy is isn't necessarily for development of our own aircraft. It's reverse engineering of alien crashed craft. But that's really right. pretty much all I got on that. No, I, I'm right there with you. And I'm pretty sure there's even a diner that was put up over in Roswell where the supposedly the crash happened. It's huge. It's alien lore out there is very popular. Oh, the entire town is just nothing but aliens. I mean, because that, yeah, think about a town like. It's tourists, man. Yeah, Roswell, New Mexico. That's the only reason they're on the map right now. It's just because of this. People go there for tourism. And so there's literally every place there has bases their entire business on tourism. Um, right. It's, that's what the entire town, for the most part, is based off of. Right. And obviously we have a, a little bit more um, discussion with UFOs and the, kind of the, the, the covering up and the suppressing of evidence from the government. But to be honest, whether the government suppresses evidence or not... My belief of either, I don't even know if I would call it UFOs or just the fact that there is life out there, I can't say there isn't. For the possibility of how endless this universe is, there has to be something. Whether they discovered us or not, or whatever, we discovered them, we've made contact, whatever it be, there has to be something. You know, I agree with you. I am skeptical in the regards to United States government cover-ups about it. Um, but I think it is extremely small minded to think that there isn't somebody else out there. And also that, you know, I think it's, 
I think it's extremely probable that we probably have been visited in any way, shape, or form at all. I think we probably have. Do you know? Do I think that we have a crashed UFO and aliens and uh, are covering it up from the American people? Uh, I don't know about that. I just, I just yeah. don't see the evidence there for that. But I think there is, like you were saying, there, without a doubt in my mind, I am sure that there are other beings out there, other intelligent beings out there that probably right. may or may not know about us. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm more inclined not to say that, that we've been visited, but more of, uh, those talks that were brought about with NASA with those radio signals from out in space that changed all of a sudden mm-hmm. in their frequency and the way that they um, presented themselves. That kind of thing gets me wondering. Not necessarily that we've either been contacted, but maybe we're starting to you know, make contact. Yeah, either make contact sense. or pick up um, some sort of interference from something else. Right. <clears throat> yes, right. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, all right. Um, okay. So here, so they're having a multiple like public entities actually. So if we're getting back to how the government is suppressing this evidence, there've been multiple public entities that have actually made public statements about UFO evidence suppression. Many are actually um, being held in high-ranked officials and offices, and these included Senator Barry Goldwater, British Admiral Lord Hill Norton, and Vice Admiral Roscoe H. Hillencotter, who was actually the first CIA director. There was many others, but I felt like this pool was interesting to kind of talk about because there's even a Canadian admiral. But it's interesting to talk about because many, like, you know, all of these different governments, U.S., Canada, and Britain— they had high-ranking officials that made not necessarily um, like supported statements, but public statements nonetheless in these high offices saying that there has been evidence out there from it, but we just haven't given it to you. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Right. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you don't necessarily explain or acknowledge it, but you're not saying that it didn't happen. Right. I can either <laughs> conform, I can either confirm nor deny. Exactly. Um, which always, you know, tends to mean like, yeah, something yes. went down. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so moving on a little bit and going, completely going along with this, uh, we have obviously in 1947 the Roswell incident United States Air Force issued a press release stating that a flying disc had been recovered near Roswell New Mexico um, uh, with that press release subsequently being very very quickly withdrawn um, see that that's what raises question marks is that one person didn't get the memo right away mm-hmm. <laughs> runs his mouth and then they're like wait 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 wait, wait. that's not true delete that tweet yeah yeah, definitely. And this comes only five years after uh, the Battle of Los Angeles. And for anyone who doesn't know about this, this is a um, <clears throat> this is a supposedly imaginary enemy attack and subsequent anti-aircraft artillery barrage, which took place from late uh, February twenty fourth to very early February twenty fifth, nineteen forty two. And there are supposedly pictures of this. Uh, I think the pictures that I have seen are 
uh, newspaper clippings. Um, and you can see uh -huh. lights in the sky with search, uh, like uh, military searchlights uh, up in the sky uh, going around this. And this and this uh, has been the subject of obviously many coast-to-coast -coast shows as well as uh, podcasts that I've listened to, other podcasts I've listened to have went over this. And this is a in the in the alien I don't necessarily want to say conspiracy theories in just the world of alien lore this is a very very major um, incident that supposedly happened um, I don't have a huge amount of background information on it to be able to you know give listeners a uh, you know an adequate description you know <laughs> but uh, it's, it was pretty much a a uh, exactly what was described. It was somebody saw something and started shooting like crazy, uh, mainly anti-aircraft, as well as uh, large machine gun fire. And supposedly the pictures are real of you know a a uh, orb disc-like object in the object in the sky that was you know mysteriously able to uh, either deflect or dodge all of the all of the fire and so that's that's a a pretty major talking point in the alien world right because in the beginning alien theory world i guess <laughs> in the alien world yeah. we're crossing over the realms <laughs> um so you know initially the release was that they presumed that it was japanese planes mm -hmm. and then they released hey the entire thing was a false alarm it's okay but the fact that they fired so much ammunition and manpower at these things left a huge question mark on people. Uh, and one last point I want to bring up about all of this, not that I can really dive into much of the Battle of Los Angeles, but everything. If you look at it, big stories like this, even up through the 50s into the 60s, these like big, huge alien conspiracies that we hear about even to this day happened in the 40s up to the 60s. And now that's 50-some-odd, 60-some, 70-some-odd years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're still, like, prominent. What's, like, how much was technology that good back then relying on those kind of photos and then hearsay? Who wrote the story? Were they there? You know, not much can really be thrown at it in terms of, like, this is all true facts anymore because we're not really sure being that old. It's just interesting to see how prominent these things still are. Right, and 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 this is kind of going along the lines. Of, it's very easy to see how something like this could spread so fast in this time, because just by the the place that the culture was in at this time anyway was very very sci-fi oriented you know you see the advertisements right. of the even down to the kitchen appliances it was you know the the kitchen of the future and it was you know the the futuristic kind of kind of stuff and that kind of you know i that go, goes along with the the movies and publications uh -huh. of the time were all super super sci-fi oriented and i think that just kind of right. adds fuel to this fire um, right, like just think of H.G. Wells' uh, War of the Worlds. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that was that that was around this general time period. You know, we're talking about a a thirty 
year time period here. So it's, you know, it's kind of arbitrary. It's not, you know, it's no, we're not talking about a decade or something <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. And so I think, uh, I think a big part of that is the, is the, just the over the culture that's, they latch onto it and they just keep going. Right. <clears throat> right. All right. All right. Well, that's just a little seed planted in our listeners' mind. Hopefully, you're still with us out there. <laughs> Thanks for going through our banter and interesting stuff. So now this is where kind of the laughs and the and the shaking of the heads come in. So I'll kick us off with chemtrails from airplanes. Uh, it, this is kind of interesting because I was talking to a buddy of mine at work not too long ago about these guys because we work just beside the Lincoln Airport, and a lot of times we see planes taken off, and uh, it kind of came up in conversation. So. Uh, so chemtrails is actually the conspiracy that believes in long-lasting condensation trails from airplanes that are actually chemtrails and that consist of chemical and biological a- agents um, that are left by high-flying aircraft and are actually sprayed for nefarious purposes undisclosed to the general public. So this actually goes on to say that the theory actually began to circulate after the United States Air Force published a 1996 report about weather modification. So following the report, in the late 90s, the United States Air Force was actually accused of, quote, spraying the U.S. population with mysterious substances. And subsequently, the theory kept on growing and growing and growing, and was actually posted on the internet, the very young and newly introduced internet forums uh, by people including Richard Fink, William Thomas, and actually our good old friend Art Bell (laughs) on his late night radio host, Coast to Coast, starting in 1999. And that's kind of where chemtrails starts, is these high-flying aircraft that leave these condensation trails are actually chemicals that are raining down on us, whether it be weather modification um, or anything like this. So I don't want to be long-winded. Do you have anything else before I kind of explain a little bit more of kind of what these chemicals could and potentially be doing? No, not really. I I mean, that's kind of what I was going to hit on, but if you're going to talk about it here in a few minutes, um, the actual effect of these. But it's, you know, kind of what we talked about a little bit before we started recording today um, you know, anyone who has a basic understanding of physics and like the uh, chemistry for that matter, or uh, the water cycle understands how there would be a vapor trail or a condensation trail um, from jet engines. Anytime there is any sort of um, internal combustion engine running on any sort uh-huh. of fuel there is going to be a certain percentage of h2o that is produced as a byproduct of that as a, from burning right. of any hydrocarbon and it's there's always going to be some sort of trail like this and there's all kinds of variables that go into whether how long it stays or how you know how quickly it it's going to dissipate or how it's going to dissipate you know, and what what patterns it's going to assume as it dissipates. You know, that that's, comes down to weather, what altitude, the temperature of, you know, the that the the temperature of the surrounding air. Um, yeah. So making <laughs> such vague, broad assumptions <laughs> like this is is ridiculous. It's this this one really I, gets I to agree. me. <laughs> I know you're getting fired up a little bit. <laughs> 
Well, it's interesting when when I looked it up on the first time. Obviously, our uh, widely trusted Wikipedia pages uh, <laughs> actually started the paragraph with the erroneous details of this conspiracy. Like it almost just downgrades itself. Like I don't even know why I'm writing about this right now, yeah. but it's a thing, so we have to they make a page about it. They denounce it right from the get go. I know. I love it. I love it. Ben was touching on this a little bit. So really the major belief is that regular condensation trails of these planes dissipate quickly, but some actually appear to linger longer and for extended periods of time. So this is obviously different chemicals and other things within these trails are maintained in them for them to be able to disappear a lot slower. (laughs) And it's just like, it's weird because how can you justify that? Like, long could be different between people. Yeah. Or, that like, is... <laughs> what are you doing, staring up there and hitting a stopwatch? Probably. <laughs> to be honest, probably. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah. And and, and that that's kind of where I was going a second ago, too. Like, there's so many variables that go into that, especially variables that someone just standing on the ground isn't going to be aware of. You know, they're... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not standing there and you can't just eyeball an airplane and just, oh, that's at this altitude. <laughs> it's going to dissipate at this amount of time. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> that's the good response. Anytime that's anyone response. brings up chemtrails, whether it's, you know, I'm talking to someone in person or it's on the radio or something like that, it's just like, okay, time to zone out and think about something else. <laughs> You get you get fired up about chem's trails just like I get fired up about the flat earth. Like <laughs> yeah. it's almost like I don't want to waste my time posting an argument against you. I'm just going to tell you to shut up and I'm going to walk away. <laughs> yeah, it's like it is not worth my time to even like <laughs> just to shut you down. It's just whatever. I I I don't care. Just <laughs> take it somewhere else, buddy. <laughs> right, right. Go go bother somebody else, just like a little brother. Uh, okay, so, so I'll finish up my point, and then you can take up the next one. Um, so many of the popular reasons for chemtrails believing in why these chemtrails exist are either solar radiation management, weather modification, psychological manipulation, human population control, or biological or chemical warfare, and that the trails are causing respiratory illnesses and other health problems for the people down here on Earth. Well, (laughs) oh my. Okay, here's the thing. If there was a conspiracy behind this, right? These planes have to land. (laughs) Everyone yeah. on that plane is also, like, subjected to these chemicals. Everyone in government, the president, everyone is subjected to these chemicals. So you're telling me that Air Force One is going up into the sky, spraying down chemical warfare to make everyone sick, but yet then they land and then the president gets off the gets off the plane? Yeah, or, or you know, suppose, according to this theory... It's the government that's doing this, but these are the same stinking planes that are flying directly over Washington, D.C. every day. Right. Right. Well, you know what? You know what I think happens is that they all take a pill once a day that makes them <laughs> immune to all the chemicals in the air. <laughs> so when they walk into the, the um, to Congress or what have you, they just take a pill. There's a butler right at the door and they just take one pill each and all when they sit down before the cameras go live they count to three and everyone downs them you know i think you're on to something i'd watch your back <laughs>
because I think <laughs> I think someone's going to be coming for you. You've got it. <laughs> it's one of those things where our screen just goes beep, <laughs> like at the end of programming on TV. <laughs> yeah, too bad we're not live. No one would know. I know, right? <laughs> All right. You, you know, it. Uh, I need to go on to the next point, but I got to throw this in there. Do you know, I'm assuming you do, Nolan, of Alex Jones? Uh, why does that name sound so he familiar, is, but I cannot? He's the guy that's, uh, I don't know what to call him. He's either the founder or he runs, I can't remember what it is, of InfoWars. Super, super crazy conspiracy stuff. Um, ah, huge into the chemtrails. He's big in the the fluoride in the water. Um, his you know big thing that's quoted all the time is on it. He used to have a TV show or a podcast or something like that. He's turning the freaking frogs gay. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that's kind of what he's he's that's like a quote from his thing. He's he was saying that there's chemicals in the water turning the frogs gay because that's obviously going to push somebody's agenda. <laughs> right. Um, but he's really big into the chemtrails. And I just got to say anyone who's listening, please, if you don't know who Alex Jones is, please go look him up because he, it's, it's comedy gold. <laughs> it's comedy <laughs> gold. When he thinks he's, when he like, <laughs> the best thing is that he probably thinks that he is the top notch poop in the scoop yeah there's he spews so much crap there's no way he believes it he was i've heard (laughs) clips from his show talking about how there's um uh there's colonies of sex slaves on mars um just absolutely craziness um i highly recommend going looking up alex jones stuff uh you will not regret it it's super funny (laughs) <laughs> wow. All right. That's on the agenda tonight. <laughs> okay. So, all right, man. Let, let's push I'm sorry, on. Through. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> no, back. you're fine. This is gold. Um, I love it. Getting back to the chemtrails, um, there is no actual recorded evidence that purported chemtrails differ from normal water based contrails routinely left by high flying aircraft under certain atmospheric conditions. Um, going along with that, because of the persistence of conspiracy theory and questions about government involvement, scientists and government agencies around the world um, have w- tried to repeatedly explain that the supposed chemtrails are in fact <laughs> just normal uh, contrails made up of water vapor. <laughs> I love that the governments are just like, we'll humor you and just try to just continue <laughs> to hammer the point home that you guys are wasting time. It gets to a certain point where there's just nothing you can do and be like, you know what? If you're going to be stupid, be stupid, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I'll just wrap it up here quick with the, the very this last is the best. Point. This is the best. You're going to lose it. <laughs> Chemtrail conspiracy theories. Theorists <laughs> often describe their experience as being akin to, oh my God, a religious conversion experience. <laughs> God's sake. When they wake up, when they, quote, wake up and become, quote, aware of chemtrails, the experience <laughs> motivates them to advocacy of various forms. Oh, good golly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm glad we ended it on that note. You know, I, 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 there may or may not be 
listeners out there to this show that do believe in this kind of stuff. I don't know. We have a lot of listeners in a lot of places, but I apologize. Like we are ripping on you really hard, but come on, <laughs> yeah, come, come on, but <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> be real. <laughs> uh, we love you all. Thank you guys so much. I really hope you do stay with us. When every show is not conspiracies, so. Whew, sorry. Okay. All right. Let's finish it up on a high note, eh? Shark spies <laughs> is this conspiracy theory. So, uh, all right. I got to prepare myself so, for some more laughs coming out. I have never heard of this conspiracy theory, so I think it's kind of interesting to, to talk about. So when shark attacks off the coast of Egypt sent beach tourism plummeting back in 2010, government officials actually rushed to provide explanations. So the... <laughs> <laughs> Their best guess was remote-controlled Israeli sharks. They're the ones trying to really hurt our government, hurt, hurt money coming in. So they designed sharks from Jaws, brought them into our beaches. Immediately following the attack, a prominent Egyptian governor said that the Israeli shark theory, quote, is not out of the question, but it needs time to confirm, end quote. Soon after, proof began to trickle in. Egyptian divers reported sharks outfitted with GPS devices in the Red Sea, and it didn't take too long for a mind-controlled bionic shark spies to enter the canon of conspiracy theories as well. <laughs> mind control. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I like how you're just cracking <laughs> throughout the red. <laughs> yeah, okay. People do put GPS trackers on sharks. They are right. called, it's to study they're them. called biologists, and it's their job to study where <laughs> they swim around at. They're not just they're not just any biologists. They're marine biologists. There you go. Even more specific. Marine <laughs> biologists. It is their job. <laughs> Wait a second. His fin was tagged. That way they can tune their mind to that number. How does your mind instantly jump to that? Like if you're searching for an explanation on shark attacks, hey, there's some sharks out there. Don't swim. Instead it goes to, it's got to be Israel. Got to be Israel trying to attack us with the sharks. Where these GPS come from? Mind control. It's just it's just like the nuclear race. They're pro- Egyptians were probably like, "Damn it, Israelis just got to mind control before us." <laughs> they beat us to the shark mind control. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was that was the first thing they were researching. Like, have you ever played the game Civilization? No, uh, I know what it is, but I have not played. <laughs> okay, so like you start a research, right? Like you start research for one, um, whether it be like. Uh, oh, national wonder or something like that, right. and then another nation gets it, and then you get money from it because they're like, all of this work is for nothing. <laughs> so it's just like that. They were trying to research mind control of sharks, and they didn't make it in time. I just can't. God. I can't handle it, man. I can't. <laughs> I just can't. Should should we should we get the yeah? We we should we should get the last point. Yeah. Do you want it or do you want me I to take care. it? I don't care. I'll take it. Okay. All right, so scientists later confirmed that the robotic shark gear was actually just GPS tracking hardware. I'll be darned. Designed to help scientists study sharks in their natural habitats. Hmm. Hmm. 
Um, <laughs> and in an anticlimactic turn of events, Egypt ultimately attributed the shark attacks to rampant. Oh my God. And in an anticlimactic turn of events, Egypt ultimately attributed the shark attacks to rampant sheep carcass dumping in the co- off the coast. Did the Israelis do that too? Get, you know what? I bet they did. I bet they mind controlled the sheep jump to off jump off the, the ledge yes. into the water. <laughs> By then, of course, it was far too late to calm the conspiracy theorists or dissuade. <laughs> okay, <laughs> bringing it back home here. Or dissuade Stephen Colbert from siding with the believers. <laughs> I think that was just more of like satire comedy that he oh, was of doing. Course. Of course. No one in their right mind thinks any of that. Because it's obviously, like we said, the sheep are mind controlled to jump off the stinking ledge to attract the sharks to bite the Egyptians. To be honest, it all just goes straight back to mind control for the the Israelis. Exactly. To be honest, we can just tie this into everything, man. <laughs> the Ara- the Israelis are mind controlling the sheep to do the sharks for the Egyptians, and the Egyptians are like, "Let's get back at the Israelis." Okay, so the national government installs chemtrails in airplanes, which attracts the aliens, which in turn abducts people and probes their backside. <laughs> Primarily they hunt Israelis. It all it all comes back one big circle, to man. how it is. It is because the Egyptians are mad. The Egyptians are upset. Gosh. We really do love everyone out there. Yeah. Um we're not when this is we're not like attacking you know, races or, or people of anybody out there. Okay, it's just, it's just funny. I mean, we respect everybody out there. Yeah, um, and even though we say blanket statements <laughs> of you know the Egyptians and Israelis and even Americans, it's just you know, it's just the aspect of these theories just kind of gets our minds spinning. Yeah, anyone who has listened to this show long enough understands perfectly that Nolan and I, we neither of us take things very seriously. Take almost nothing in our lives seriously. And so, and, except for and, our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just took you I off the did, rails. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. <laughs> okay. It's okay. an audio podcast. And I don't know what to say. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Thank you guys so much for joining us here, Young Nostalgia, as we continue our journey through retro pop culture episode 51 conspiracy theories round three obviously by the time we publish this it'll have a much cooler uh episode title so as always if you enjoy the show leave a kind review on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen we're out there on spotify google play stitcher any podcast app that you get your favorite podcast just search young nostalgia we're right there please give us a kind review um, and let us know what you think. You know, give us that five-star review and actually type something out if you can spare an extra five seconds and just let us know. Great program. Love to tune in every week. Thank you so much. We want to hear from you guys, our listeners, anything you want to talk to Ben and I about or even give us your two cents of a conspiracy theory, either what we talked about today or something we haven't talked about yet. Give us an email at youngnostalgia2017 at gmail.com. And you also follow us on our social media accounts that you can find on our Podbean page, youngnostalgia.podbean.com 
We're out there on Twitter and Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a follow. We want to hear from you guys. We love it when people say hi, even though nobody has really said hi to us. But maybe one of these days we'll hear from you guys. Thank you guys so much as always. And also, a quick little aside, we'll give you uh, another upcoming deal with our good friend Emily from Real Big Stitch. I don't know if you guys remember from last year during the holiday season, we did a little promotion with her uh, for her handmade, hand-stitched goods that are amazing gifts for anybody in your family, friends, close-knit groups, anybody. We'll let you know about more details when that comes available. Again, that's Real Big Stitch, R-E-E-L, Big Stitch. You can find her on... Um, uh, Wait, no, what's that app? Etsy. You can find her on Instagram. Etsy. Etsy. That's it. Etsy. And you can find her on Instagram as well. All right, Ben. Anything else, big guy? <laughs> that was a uh, a super fun show. I think all the conspiracy shows we've done so far have been super fun. That one including. Um, once again, we apologize for you know taking an unexpected week off this is not our day job and so there's a lot of other things that unfortunately take priority above this but uh you know we we try really really hard sometimes it just doesn't happen right and honestly really guys sincerely thank you guys so much for sticking with us and giving us all the love for 50 plus episodes now it's amazing to see our listener audience grow and for you guys to enjoy the show obviously we've been growing together both as friends and family soon maybe if he's okay to it and then uh <laughs> as well as just podcasters in general it's been a blast and we can't wait to continue to do it uh, with you guys so as we always say here on young nostalgia keep the bottles empty and the ashtrays full we'll talk to you next week hopefully hopefully